The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land, would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade and the ear, then the full grain and the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wheels the sickle at once, the harvest has come. He said, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed. When it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, what is a mustard tree? Answer, it's a weed. It's got these thick branches. It's not very sightly. If you had it on your property, you would rip it out. Put magnolias. So my question is, is why would Jesus compare the kingdom of God to a weed? Can he come up with something a little bit better? Maybe the majestic cedars of Lebanon? Or maybe for the red oaks in California? Can't come, Jesus, come up with something a little better? Why a weed? And the answer is this. Because in the kingdom of heaven, even weeds can achieve great things. So there's this little bird being chased by an eagle, and just before the sparrow turns into his lunch, he sees the mustard tree and darts in there. And then the eagle sees all those thick branches, and the eagle says, I ain't going in there. Even weeds can achieve big things. Rabbits. Rabbits, they can't fly, they don't have claws, they can't climb trees. But they have mustard seeds. Because even weeds can achieve great things in the kingdom of heaven. So you know the story of Jacob at the end of the the Genesis story? In the book, Jacob has sons. And he favors the youngest son over all the other sons. So now all the other sons now have father wounds. And then you have uh, the, the sibling rivalry. And then the youngest son says to, the, to all the other sons, says to the brothers, and says, one day you're going to bow down to me. And that doesn't go over very well. And so what you have is a dysfunctional family. And what can God do with a dysfunctional family? I'll tell you what he can do. He saved nations. They were, there was a drought. And because of this dysfunctional family, through God working with them, that even dysfunctional families can do great things in the kingdom of heaven. Zacchaeus was very rich. And the reason why he was rich is because he is a chief tax collector. 
And the way a chief tax collector gets lots of money is because he threatens people. He threatens to put them in jail, threatens to sell them into slavery to get his money. Zacchaeus is flawed. And Jesus has dinner over his house. I can understand why everybody's all upset. Well, why would Jesus have dinner at a sinner's house, at a tax, the chief tax collector? Because even a tax collector and a sinner can achieve great things in the kingdom of heaven. So Ezekiel is in a concentration camp, and he's talking to his fellow prisoners because they're discouraged. And he gives them this parable that we heard in the first reading. And what God does is he takes a branch, cuts it, and now you have a branch that's separated from, the, from, from its roots. It's flawed. It ain't going to live. But remember, the branch is in God's hands. And so then God plants the branch in the ground, and it grows up and bears much fruit, and it helps birds, and they have their nests in there. Now, the, now the idea, what you've got to keep in mind is location. It's where God planted the branch. He didn't plant it at the Charles River where some jog is going to jump, uh, you know, trample on it, or the crowds of Fourth of July are going to destroy the thing. He doesn't plant it in a forest where all the other trees are going to just take all its sunlight and all its rain. No, he plants it on top of a mountain where it has first light and it has sun and it has all rain and it has, gives it everything it needs so that it can grow. And that's what God does with us. And so he turns, so Ezekiel turns to them, he says, you're prisoners, but even prisoners that have lost their homes, that, that have been exiled out of their homeland, even they have potential to do great things. And one day, they are going to, to, to be a nation over all the nations. I'll just close with this thought. So there's, uh, and Jesus at the resurrection, he goes into the upper room, and he sees the disciples. And uh, see, I would have been different after, if I was Jesus. I, I, I would have got another batch of disciples because they, they abandoned me, they, 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 they denied me, they betrayed me. So why? Because in the kingdom of God, even flawed disciples can achieve great things. And we're a testament to that because they did great things, and that's why we're here today. The faith story, is, the faith lesson here is this. The reason why we're here isn't because we're perfect, the reason why we're here is we're flawed. But remember this. In the kingdom of heaven, God can do great things with us.